started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. Oh man, uh, I'm Marcus Farrow. Uh, this is the day after elections here in uh, Bristol County in the Commonwealth and throughout the country. And um, welcome to the show, South Coast tonight. Got a good show ahead for you. Chris isn't here tonight. Uh, we were on air for six hours. Um, thank you to the Taunton City Hall for not getting their votes in. Uh, until like one o'clock. So we were on air for six hours. Um, so, uh, I'm going to send a bill to the Taunton city hall for all the coffee I drank today. And I'm here with you though. Uh, cause that's what heroes do. And, uh, <laughs> speaking of which, um, Bristol County Sheriff elect Paul Hero hero, whichever you'd like to call it he's going to be joining us at 805 he's going to be calling in um so i want to do what you know what we've done with uh both hodgson and hero throughout the campaign um but i want to get him in for a full interview you know where we can take calls and you can call them and voice your concerns voice your support what have you um and we're definitely going to do that uh but you know everybody's tired <laughs> so uh, and that's going to be um that's really going to be quite a thing and he's excited to do it we're just but we're just going to do a half hour uh, phone call today we're going to he's you know he's going to talk about his upset victory and he's going to give us his vision uh for to be the next Bristol County Sheriff um it definitely was a shocking victory i got to say uh to talk about that and to talk about the uh, election results um we have uh uh, a guest of the show last night and a guest of the show this evening, um, New Bedford Light columnist, Jack Spillane. Hey, Jack. Hey, good to hear you, Max. Yeah. I, I, I got about three hours sleep last night. Yeah, same, <laughs> same, actually. Uh, I Yeah, I went to, I honestly, I think I went to bed at like five. Uh, so I, it was just because I was kind of like, it's kind of like all wound up from like the, just like the, the adrenaline rush of, of getting those numbers in and all of that. So. It's a very heady atmosphere for journalists. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, exactly. We appreciate. So, I, I really appreciate you calling in last night and giving us the New Bedford numbers. Uh, and you know, we wanted to talk about that a little bit in this Bristol Sheriff's race. Is that those number? I mean, once those numbers came in, I listened to the. Uh, I listened to it again on the podcast uh, version when you when you gave us the New Bedford numbers live on air. I. I was like, I said, um, I think Haro won. So, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that? The the 
the turn the the turnout in New Bedford for Hero, the 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 vote margins. What's your thoughts? So when I was in the election office last night, and unlike years ago, I was the only reporter in there uh, because most of them just wait for other people to get the numbers nowadays. Yeah. And I and Manny DeBrito, the election commission chair, uh, announced those numbers. I, I audibly gasped because yeah. I, I I knew that he probably would win, uh, that Hero would probably win New Bedford. It's a a democratic city, and, and it's a, a city that even in the past has Hodgson has not won. Yeah. But to think that he had lost by 4,500 votes was just unfathomable to me. And I knew right away, just from my knowledge of, of how many votes there were out there, that this was going to, to be hard to, to make up. And that proved to be the case uh, throughout the city as we talked last, throughout the region as we talked last night. Yeah. Um, if you compare the, the very similar-sized city of Fall River, there was only a 1,000-vote margin. Uh, same thing in Hero's hometown of um, Attleboro, where the margin was also about 1,000. There were some other suburbs where the margin was 700, 600, 500, but no place anywhere like New Bedford. And we asked at the press conference that Hero held um, outside his... He, he was in a very um, modest old farmhouse um on one of the main drags in south Alabama, which oh, yeah. is actually quite a quite a charming place and we asked him about that at the press conference um today and and, and he said he deliberately targeted new bedford he had been recruited by bristol county for correctional justice uh, a year or so ago he he's an ambitious guy he he wants to solve problems he, he believes he he has the talent to do it and um so he said that he did 5,000 door-to-doors in New Bedford. Now, I pressed him on that a little bit, and he said, yeah, the majority of those 5,000 door-knockings are just leafletting is what you do. Yeah, doing. sure. And, um, uh, but, but that saves Makes you mailing costs, and, and it also allows you to, if you run into one for every 10 people, those people talk to some of their neighbors, and, and it yeah. gets the word out. So yeah. this was just a very very intensive effort in the place where he knew um, BCCJ, which, um, you know, uh, Molly and Pollock and David Ahrens are, are two political activists that are, are, are kind of the moving forces behind that. Molly, in particular, also yeah. has Coalition for Social Justice, which right. has, has great political organizational strength mm-hmm. in getting out a vote in New Bedford and Dartmouth. So I, I really think that that that, that, that he he won overall by about twenty eight hundred votes, I think. Yeah, and it was because you ran up the score in New Bedford, really. Yeah, so so you take away yeah. the forty five hundred votes in New Bedford, and and the sheriff wins. Yeah, well, 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 yeah, he was always going to win New Bedford. It was just a matter of how much, and and yeah, just the fact that he got just such. A, it was New Bedford that sent Paul Hero to the sheriff's office, basically. I mean, he did win uh, out of the four cities in the county. Uh, Haro did win three of them. Uh, Taunton, you know, obviously a Republican enclave in the county, uh, the county went for Hodgson, but went narrowly. Hodgson, when we were waiting for Taunton, you know, we we basically said he needs to Hodgson needs to get the same margin in Taunton in order to make up the difference, and he and he wasn't uh, able to do that. Um, and it's a much smaller city; it's only about half as large as as New Bedford. Yeah, right. That too. Yeah, it's a much. It is. It is. A, it's a much smaller city. So, um, I, what is it? What is it? Does, is there any like besides 
be, you know, the organizational structure he had, which was based in New Bedford. Marlene Pollock obviously won an election herself in New Bedford. She's a school committee member. Um, besides, you know, the organizational uh, efforts in New Bedford, is there any other meaning that we can get from, you know, his high turnout, his 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 uh, his wide margins in in the city? Well, I, I was actually just going to ask you what, what you thought of that. When I was sitting down to write my column tonight, one of the things that I thought was, well, who who is at um, the Bristol County House of That's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I and, thought. And we asked Hero that in Elbow today, and he said, and he brought up, you know, there's a lot of corrections offices that that live in the city, and not all of them are happy. And I'm well, sure the ones that were not happy. Uh, contacted him, but what I was thinking was there's a lot of inmates. That's a, a lot no, of inmates that, that's what I was thinking. Home. Not not the correction officers because he he Hodgson ran with the endorsement of his union for the first time ever in his 25 year history. True, uh, True. The, although that's leadership mainly, I think. Fair enough, um, yeah. but uh, but uh, that that's not making up the difference there. It's I think the. I that's what was my thinking is 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 what's the, where are the majority of the people that are actually at the house of correction where are their families right and if they're in exactly. New Bedford that was my thinking I mean it could just be because New Bedford's in you know an increasingly bluer city and you know they did an effective job of um, tying the albatross of Trump around Hodgson's neck too. I mean, uh, that that could be it too. If you know, it could be Occam's razor, right? New Bedford's a Democratic city. He's you know, and he's a Republican, but uh, and, and, and also it's a city that is about fifty, almost fifty percent minority now. Mm-hmm. And they really went heavy on the racism and anti-Semitism charges. Um, yeah, we, the, the we, we asked. Uh, Go ahead. We asked him uh, about um, what he thought, uh, whether it was recidivism or um, the suicide rates. And he said that when he was going door to door, very quickly he realized that it was everything. In other words, the sheriff's been in office a long time. And anybody who's been in office, I remember this was Fred Kalis. Yeah. You get to be eight, ten years You've had to say no to almost as many people as you said yes to. Yeah. And you begin to accumulate political enemies. And he said what he heard very early on in the door-to-door was, enough. This guy is always in some, he's always, there's always some sort of controversy yeah. around him. Enough. Right, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the sheriff is uh, outspoken. You know, on a lot of things, and uh, it it could have drawn the eye, uh, the eye of some people, and and then like, you know, he's outspoken. You know, some people say it's grandstanding or whatever. I I think the sheriff's a true believer in the things that he's saying, um, but and uh, willing to act on them. But uh, I I think it probably just doesn't resonate well with like like you said, an increasingly increasingly seems like an increasingly um, diversified and 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 more liberal um population of the city uh in new, in new bedford so you so you went up to attleboro today uh, i know you got to call him out so um you know i don't want to give it away but um <laughs> uh I've, but, given, I've given half of it away already yeah so um so so you went up to attleboro what, what was what did it you know what was the vibe up there when- well, you know, the, all the Boston and Providence um, television stations were, were, were there, of course. And really, my sense was that people just did not know what to make of this guy. He's such 
an unorthodox po- politician. Yeah. He came out, he was dressed in cockies, and he said, you know, I, I didn't have any campaign manager. I, I did it. I did most of this myself. I, yeah. I, um, I, um, when I was, you know, the first two or three years when I was mayor, I, I just wore jeans to work, and then finally last year I decided I, I really should start wearing cockies or, or yeah. you know, make some sort of an appearance. And he... He's what you would call a policy wonk, uh, a, 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 a nerdy guy, and he, he is. You know, he'll talk uh, your, your ear off, you know, about his thoughts on recidivism and programming and you know scientific studies, and he'll and he'll move on to the Middle East and his thoughts mm-hmm. about international policy in the Middle East. He's just um, uh, a very um, cerebral guy, I would say, um, but people. Just they just had a hard hard time. Like is there any, one thing that was interesting to me was, um, and this is not me, even though I've written about it before. Some, one of the people asked him about his, the pronunciation of his name again, which you know I'm a cynical old journalist, and I think you know anybody who's pronouncing their name Hero, deep as I'd like to be known as columnist Jack Hero, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? uh, and so uh, you know, I I tried every which way but loose to pin him down as to how they you know, pronounced the pharmacy um, name when he was growing up, and he would not be pinned down. And finally, he named some sort of martial arts that he studied when he was um, a young, uh, in high school and a, and, a, and a college student. And he said that Bruce Lee used to, to, I forget what the name of the martial arts school is, but he said, they asked Bruce Lee about that school and, and what was the meaning of it. And, and Bruce Lee said, it's just words, it doesn't mean anything. You, you know all this focus that you're making on the pronunciation of I mean, it's just it's just sideshow stuff he he just would not be drawn in to even tipping his hand as to whether he changed the pronunciation he, i mean he he insisted that to his memory and his father sold the pharmacy when he was ten years old they pronounced it um hero when he was growing up, but he wasn't quite sure he said some people pronounced it herox hero. Hero, Herox <laughs> is Herox is definitely not correct. That that, that <laughs> yeah. cannot be correct. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I grew up in the North Shore where, where there were a lot of French Canadians, and Heru was the way that we pronounced it up there. But right. but I I I think of it as word. The only reason I'm giving this example is because he just he won't be drawn in to a debate on your terms. He's going to do yeah. things on his terms. Yeah, and he has he has benchmarks that he wants points he wants to make and he stays on message that's what any that's what any good uh, elected official does um he also uh will capitulate when he uh when it's clear he's wrong about something he'll just say yeah i was wrong so you don't yeah, have any but but, 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 but but have you noticed that as often when he's trapped yeah <laughs> yeah but it's a good thing I, I think it's better than trying to than try to you know trying to argue your way out of a, a difficult situation she's like no, that's yeah. correct. I was wrong. I'll be better, you know, because it's. Yeah. I think and, it's it's very and, human. And he makes the point that I think is a valid one, and, and I want to stipulate before I say this. I like Tom Hodgson personally. Me too. And that that, that is why, when he wouldn't do this um, chat with me this year, I, I felt so badly about it. Not not because you know I needed the chat. The chat's successful. I don't I don't need it that much for that. But I felt badly because I always felt I had been fair to him, and and also had been interested. And what he had to say, even though I don't always agree with it, sure. and um, I think that 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 he said that when Tom Hodgson talks about the suicides, he prefaces it by saying we didn't do anything wrong, we did everything we could, and in all honesty, you know, the, the numbers to a certain extent speak for themselves, and any 
person would say, you know, those numbers do seem a little bit high compared to the rest of the state. Yeah. At least they were for a certain period. And, um, you know, maybe there are some things that we ought to explore uh, or, or we should do. And um, I thought that was a very, um, it was a way, it, it was, Harson didn't really have any response to that in the debate that you guys did or, or the one on Channel 12, 12 I thought. Yeah. I don't know that debates really make any difference as to how people vote. Um, I, I, I really think that a couple of things, um, the suicide, that unfortunate suicide taking place during the campaign, I just think brought that whole issue back. And I think the Trump Association was baggage that he didn't carry in his earlier re-election campaigns. That's exactly He's always it. controversial, but half the people loved him, half the people hated him. But yeah. a lot of people in Massachusetts hate Trump. Y- yes. <laughs> no, no, seriously, that's and that's that's part of it is that he was I, I think they effectively um, a lot of that's through those. The, I mean, I think what was a master class in direct mail by the outside groups um, were able to effectively uh, tie um, Hodgson to uh, Hodgson to Trump, and 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 it's you know, if you don't, it, I, you know, I wonder. I don't know how much retail stuff he did. Like heroic got out there. I mean, I, Hodgson was at a lot of events. You know, he has the the canines. He brings him to a lot of public safety events and stuff like that. He, he definitely gets out there. Um, but Hodgson, on a personal level, is like you said, you like him personally. I I, I do too. He's a he's a relentlessly likable guy if you meet him, right? And yeah, I, I think he's a very earnest. Oh um, yeah, I, I I don't I, doubt his sincerity at all. Even though I I like I same as you, I don't agree with him on most things. Um, but I, I don't know how much re- like retail stuff he did, like Hero, like going door to door or anything like oh, that. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's he, not. It's he, not a hallmark he, of his I campaign. Think, I, I think he's sixty-eight years old. I mean, he's yeah. he's my age. He's not doing that much re- door-to-door mm-hmm. retail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but I'm saying if he maybe got in front of um, more people, I don't know if that could have uh, made a difference because yeah. a lot of people will have their opinions on the guy. And then yeah, I mean, you meet him, and you're like, "Oh wow, he's really, he's really nice." You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I felt. I was like, "I was like, oh wow, he's really nice." You know, but um, well, you know, last night I, I was feeling, you know, especially when I heard that, you know, and, and first, I want to make the point that he is to be praised for conceding that race the way he did, because one thing I was worried about was that he would take the Trump model of not conceding a race that all the factual evidence shows that he did lose. And you take mm-hmm. that model and put it onto the local level. Yeah. And I thought that would be devastating for Bristol County to have a long protracted debate as to whether, and I know Manny, Manny DeBrito, De I almost said Manny Ramirez, Manny DeBrito um, in the election office has been getting a lot of complaints about conspiracies about you know, when the machines break I, down, I, which they do break down. I didn't like his comments today about some of the people that were uh, questioning him. Now he said, like, oh, they all like live in the basement or something like that. I thought that was a really crappy thing to say about people that you're supposed to be serving. But, um, but uh, I, I didn't really uh, like that at all. I, I thought yeah. that was I thought that was bad form on his part. But I'm not surprised that I mean when Hodge when when he when he conceded, I, I saw his concession, the video that was recorded on NBC10. He was very just you know like as most people would do normally under normal circumstances you know before all of this stop the steal nonsense and i was like i'm not surprised by that that's that's if you if you know him that's how he is uh, but, but it was important to do that because yeah. because we had this example of, of president trump and some of his acolytes 
you know, saying never concede. And I think that that's really damaging to democracy if people are going to take the position in races where they clearly lost that that they didn't lose. Um, yeah. uh, I thought it was really classy of Parsons. Yes, you can argue that that's, that's the minimum you would expect. But but still, we haven't been getting that um, recently. So I was I was glad he did it. But I, I, you know, I, I do think that he's he's done a lot of public service, and I do think sometimes, and you really see this with both uh, President Biden and Trump right now, is people can stay too long at the fair. Yep. You know and, exactly. And and, and I, I think of that myself. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get it. I, I think that's part of it too. People just say, "Well, it's something new," you know, something different. People like to be excited, you know. So, in a lot of cases, I think that does uh, cut against him because it could be I don't. It could be I don't care who's there. Um, just <clears throat> you know, he's been there for twenty five years, and you know, I was thinking too. Uh, with Hero, because um, he said, you know, I, I term limit myself because I don't think you should be in the office too long, right? Uh, and I was like, man, he backed himself into a corner if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't win this election and end up working out for him. Uh, but I think that was, I think, an effective part of his messaging as well, saying, well, he wants to be here for 31 years plus the other, you know, eight years he's been in office before. I don't, I don't think that's great. I, I thought, yeah. I think maybe that was, uh, maybe that might have been effective. I think that might have been effective. I don't know. I think it was effective. He actually took the traditional Republican position of term limits and yeah. and turns it on Hodgson. Um, hey, today he did not even commit to me for running once for re-election once. When yeah. I pressed him, the only thing he would commit to was that he would serve the whole six years that he would not go for another office because this is an ambitious guy. You, you just get that impression. Um, that it's worked for him for so far. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, <laughs> you just think about it. He has taken out. A seven-term incumbent mayor, yeah. a one-term incumbent um, state rep, and now a 25-year incumbent sheriff. That's yeah. that's pretty heavy credential. <laughs> it is. It really. It, it really. It really is. He did say, you know, he's never committed to two terms. He's always said one term, maybe two. That's what uh, he's always. Uh, that's, uh, okay. That's, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he said one term. That's what I, I've heard him say that year and you know to me over you know just said i'm going to serve one term maybe two so uh i think that's where i think that's where he's uh he's at you know it's going to be interesting he says he's not going to wear the uniform um and they asked him whether he would carry a a firearm and he said that he did not think he would but there might be an occasion where he would would, do um, he doesn't have yeah. a he doesn't have an FID card yet. I don't think. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. Well, that's they were can, so they so I'm not sure. That was a it was a campaign ad that was run by Hodgson, which I actually thought was pretty good. Uh, you don't need one. I don't think you need one. First of all, if you have one, great. I don't think you need one. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the chief of police of New Bedford, I would say, appears in plain suit as often as he. I mean, I don't know whether he's carrying or not, but he, he the chief the chief does not appear in uniform. The majority. It's an administrative time. role. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's an administrative role. Um, the, the, the thing is, I thought it was a good ad, actually. Um, uh, it was like, a, a, you know, Haru doesn't have his firearms license and it has a guy with a, he has like a pistol and he has a bullet. He doesn't know how to put it in the gun. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so well, I don't well, think. Well, that, key, that keys into the whole law enforcement thing. And Haru mm-hmm. is trying to make the point that it's not a law enforcement job. You know, I, I think technically Hodgson is right if the way that it's written in the state constitution, it does say. Chief law enforcement officer, but that has not been, for all practical purposes, the job for a long, long time. Yeah.
Hey, uh, Jack, I gotta I gotta hit this break, but um, anything yeah. else you want to leave the audience with? Jack's playing New no, Bedford no, Light, no. by the way. New Bedford. No, I, I just I, I just want to praise um, WBSM for. I mean, you guys really were because this is a, a, a news desert nowadays, yeah. and people don't realize what they're getting from this this live election coverage you did. And, and of course, I want to plug. NewBedfordLight.org, free investigative reporting. Yeah. You don't get that in many places um, nowadays in it's journalism. Uh, especially at the local level, um, like you guys are doing. It's it's really good stuff. There's the skull-pleasing stuff Anastasia's doing, Will Senat's, uh article on the consolidation in the fishing industry. Um, there's a lot of great stuff there that, that people really should um, really should check out. So NewBedfordLight.org. Jack, thanks for and joining. Great ask. Plus, great arts coverage too. <laughs> yes, plus great arts coverage as well. There's a, there's a lot there for people to check out. Jack, thanks so much for joining me. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Marcus. It's Jack Spillane, New Bedford Light. Uh, I'll take this call before we hit the break. Good evening. Hey, good evening. How you doing? Uh, I wish there were a lot of luck. It's gonna it's gonna need some luck. Everybody sure. needs a little bit of luck. It's a tough job. But um, I, I think he's going to be lenient. And I, I said earlier, I think you'll see the TVs come back in. Yeah, maybe. And he's a preventative of suicide. So now, now, here's <laughs> where the rubber meets the road. So let's hope um, he's corrected. His his implementation is going to reduce that. Well, well, here's what's going to happen. You know, there's going to be suicides in jails do happen, right? There's going to be one that happens while Haro's sheriff. And the first th- the first time it happens, you're going to have people who his detractors say, oh, see, you couldn't do anything about it. But it's one of those things you're going to have to look at over a period of time and see I'd say years. Yeah, years. Yeah, years like his first term, maybe. Or, you know, like his, if he runs again, two terms, um, you're going to have to look at over a period of years and say, OK, did he make it better or did he not? You know, I, I agree with you, because I think that's what happened with the sheriff Hartson. It, mm. When they condemned his uh, suicide rate was over a period of years. Yeah. It wasn't like a rash of suicides or any particular uh, national news story. It, it was over like uh, 15 or so years. Yeah. Right. And now also with the beloved uh, Charmette Dinah that remains on the property, do you think that this uh, liberal will uh, revitalize that? Accumulate oh, you know, that's funds? that's a great question. He gets a lot of jack money. Can he spend some of it on that in the name of rehabilitation <laughs> and corrections? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a, that's actually a great question. What's to come of the Shamit Diner? Because, you know, obviously Phil has a, a great relationship with, with Sheriff Hodgson. I think that le- that that was part of, you know, the reason he gave it over. But uh, that's... Yeah, well, you're, you're pinpointing where I was going with it, and um, you're very perceptive. I, I, now, if, if nothing's done with it in, in a year, I would say scrap the whole thing. Yeah. And then that would be the first stain on the new uh, administration, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Hey, listen, thanks for the call. I got to hit this break. Yes, Appreciate you. it. And welcome back to South Coast Night. I'm Marcus. Chris will be back Friday. Uh, I'm here for a couple days uh, flying solo. Attleboro, I'm going to say Attleboro Mayor and Sheriff elect uh, Paul Haro is going to be on at 8.05. He's going to call in. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about his upset victory and what his plans are for day one. 
Um, and uh, Adam Bass, who's on the North Star Reporter, you might have heard us talking about him a lot because he's really been on this sheriff's uh, race and covering a lot of it from the northern part of the county uh, where Mayor Hero is from. So uh, he's been a great friend of the network and uh, looking forward to having him on at 9.05 to give his thoughts. But we're getting your thoughts now at 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hi, Marcus. How you doing? Hey, Tom. What's up? Well, I'm still sitting on the end of my bed waiting for the Totten results to come in. <laughs> I know. They came in just after we signed off, too. Uh, we were kind of like, I was tired. It was like, all right, we're not sure. going to get these. But, uh, I mean, I you know, was, I was in my car, and I like, I just, you know what I did is I called Hero. I was in my car. I called Hero. I said, what's up? Did you did you win? Because it looks like you're going to win. Did you win this race or not? And he's like, no. I he goes. I said, are we still waiting for Totten? He goes, oh no, Totten came in. Um, I won. Uh, I only lost by Totten by like a thousand votes. I said, so you won? He goes, yeah, I won. <laughs> you know, he's like, yep, I won. Right. So, so he he lost Totten by a thousand votes, and and what was the total vote in Totten? Me oh. Yeah, I'm gonna. He sent me a he sent me a picture. Let me uh, let me pull it up. It's going to take a second. And the same thing with the Kushnet. I was interested in those two points. Oh, he lost the Kushnet by like thirteen hundred. Uh, Hodgson won. Um, Hodgson won uh, a Kushnet pretty, uh, pretty handedly. Um, okay, so Totten, uh, Totten, 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 Totten seven. Uh, okay, so he lost by under a thousand actually. Uh, Totten was eight three four one. Uh, Hodgson seven 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 three Hero, so about sixteen thousand ish votes. Uh, so almost with it, yeah. Well, okay, yep. that's good. Uh, I enjoyed Jack's uh, assessment. Uh, yes. I think there is a few more variables uh, th- that I, I think occurs, particularly if you're a long term incumbent and you've gone to the well uh, so many times during the campaign. You you sort of a- a- adapt your your campaign effort to what has worked for you in the past. And uh, certainly uh, the enthusiasm of, of your opponent uh, becomes part of how that campaign is shaped. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really think Hero out campaigned him. Uh, I had a number of relatives uh, throughout the community, Bedford community here where Hero knocked on their door. Yep. And I was impressed by that. I mean, they were calling me on the phone. I said, really? You know, babe, not a voice. It was like, wow. So that this guy, uh, and, and everybody should know that, you, we think we're tired. You can imagine how he feels. Well, no, I know. And I, I talked to him earlier. He's like got two hours of sleep because they were up all night getting those uh, getting those results. They were at the Somerset VFW. And um, to that to that point of, of people knocking doors, I know f- I had people call into the show and tell me, uh, not not that this even when I had my Saturday show just back in the spring, they they called into the Saturday show and said I literally just got door knocked by um by the you know Paul Haro, um and you know I like him or whatever but actually and I know it's not BS because one guy called in and said I got door knocked by Paul Haro and I don't like him you know he yeah. walked away from me so yeah. um yeah no he he campaigned like a like a heart attack he just didn't yeah. stop yeah so. not not only that um the intensity of uh, some of the, the things that go behind, be, uh, happen beyond the wall, so to speak, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's a constant phenomenon. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that that spilled over and in terms of what the New Bedford vote turnout was. Uh, yeah. Along, along with um, the hanging of Trump, 
around his neck mm-hmm. toward the last 10 days of the campaign. I thought that was that 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 was probably more of a key than anything else. Yeah, and, and I, uh, well, well, I thought well, my you know the thing is 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 you knew that was an issue the Trump thing because he was throughout most throughout the campaign distancing himself from it. I remember the debate. He goes, "Oh, did you see me at Obama's?" Like you know, he goes, "Oh, you're you're at, you're at the White House with Trump." He goes, "Did you see me with Obama too?" You know, yeah. like, and I'm sure he was yeah. down there during the Obama administration. I'm, I'm sure he was. He was. He spent a lot of time. You know, he's he's done a lot of trips to to Washington. I think because again, I think it's because not because Greenstead. I think is a, a true believer. But yeah. um, but uh, he but that that right there was saying, oh yeah, I'd go work with any president. It's like you had a particular enthusiasm for Trump, and I think that. Um, yeah, that was hung around his neck. Yeah, one, one last thing uh, before I go, and, and congratulations on your guys' effort. It was wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. On the recidivism piece, mm-hmm. you know, we talked once about uh, trying to get some state legislation so that when people do come out of there, they're not just walking out with a garbage bag with their clothes, yeah. with no money and no place to lay their head. Granted that that's a small number of inmates, but it accumulates. Uh, and when people that's, complain, and when people complain about these folks that are collecting money on the islands in New Bedford. Somebody ought to pay real good attention. I know three people that came out of the House of Correction right down here on Brock Avenue and collected money. They had no place to lay their head. They're former addicts. They become addicts quickly again. And that's what happens. Mm -hmm. We could eliminate that that, uh, borrowing of money, if you will, from the public, from these folks. If there was something put in place where they had an address with cooperation from transitional assistance and allow these people to at least come out with the potential and hope of getting their own place. Prostitutes end up back with their pimps and they'll get an apartment with eight or 10 of them in them because they got no place else to go. At least they have a roof over their head and the pimp ends up with their EBT card, walks into an ATM and collects their money every month and protects them in that apartment. These are some of the social problems that occur in our community, okay, that cause more crime because they leave the House of Correction with not a penny in the pocket or a place to lay their head. And I think with his legislative background, they should be able to figure out something in order for that transition to occur occur in a more humane way. Yeah, you know, it is a pro- like I, this is this is a guy that came out of state prison, so it's not this is under Hodgson's purview. But it's a guy that came out of a state prison bid, and uh, and then you know, basically, long and the short of it is, committed a petty crime because he didn't have any, you know, didn't have anywhere else, you know, didn't it, because of it, it was a matter of lack of means and trying to get those means, right? And then uh, got him out on bail, uh, or I think no bail. I got him out on personal recognizance. And that person on my way, I was on my way walking to court one morning. It was the summer, so, but on my way walking to court from my office one morning, uh, I stepped over him. He was sleeping on his backpack with a, using his backpack as a pillow, you know, and, and, and he, so, you know, he, he got out of prison, you know, he served us some time in state prison, got a, got out and then had no other way to really provide for himself other than those unconventional means that got him there in the first place. So, I mean, it is a big, it is a big problem. I, I do think Mayor Harrell is a, is a big task ahead of him to, to, to try to um, make that better in Bristol County. Uh, but, um, you know, I guess we'll see. Hey, Tom, I got to hit this break, but um, sure. I'll yeah. talk to you later. All right, bye. Yeah. 
1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. They know the local issues from the inside out, and they call it like they see it. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow are back with more South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on. Um, again, we have Sheriff-elect Paul Haro, who's going to be joining me at uh, 8.05. Uh, Adam Bass is going to be joining me at 9.05. We're still going to be talking, gonna be breaking down uh, what happened last night. There's some other races, too, I want to talk about. Um, really, Chris and I have been talking about this for a while. And what I had said is the top of the ticket is a factor in this race for down ballot Republicans everywhere uh, throughout the Commonwealth. And it was, um, by no exaggeration, a bloodbath uh, for them, uh, electoral, an electoral bloodbath. I guess that is some exaggeration, um, but electoral bloodbath, not, a, not an actual bloodbath. So, um, but it was a bloodbath. They lost... Two, they they first of all the Bristol County Sheriff's race, they and they uh, the Democrats flipped two county seats, two countywide elections in uh, on the Cape and Islands, which is one of the Republican strongholds of the state. Uh, Michael O'Keefe, who had been there for twenty years, his deputy Dan Higgins lost to Rob Galboys, the the uh, the Democrat challenger, and um, Donna Buckley beat uh, state rep Tim Whalen. Uh, Julian Sear won re-election, the, state, the Cape and Island senator. And the person, I believe, in Tim Whalen's seat, uh, the, the race for Tim Whalen's seat um, was taken by a Democrat. I think they lost another House seat. So they're down a couple of House seats. They lost the Senate seats. They lost the Senate race. Becca Roush uh, was re-elected. That was a competitive uh, a Senate race against the rep Dooley up in the Hockamock uh, area. So it was a... Um, it was not good, and I think a lot of that was because, and I don't want to pin it all on Jeff Deal. You had Rayla Campbell there as well, but the top of the ticket was non-competitive, and the mass GOP, uh, I think, firebombed uh, a lot of winnable races down here um, by being incompetent. Hey, listen, i got to take a break. Finishing up the first hour, and um, I'm sufficiently caffeinated to keep going, so... Uh, 508-996-0500, but we're going to be joined by Sheriff-elect Paul Hero in the 8 o'clock hour. He's going to call in, give us his, uh, give us his thoughts. Um, I know he's running pretty low on, uh, on rest himself, so I do appreciate him, uh, giving us a call, um, and to, you know, because I, I appreciate how much both Hero and Hodgson has valued this media outlet in particular and our local audience. So, um... And honestly, I think Haro has New Bedford to thank for his victory. Uh, so I think it's great that he, he's coming on here uh, in and to talk to the people of Greater New Bedford, the South Coast, and throughout the Commonwealth. So um, I will see you on the other side of the 8 o'clock hour with uh, Sheriff-elect Haro. And, and then we've got Adam Bass at 9. And I'm taking your calls. What do you think about the elections? We can talk about the national stuff, too, if you want to. Uh, definitely a disappointing day for Republicans. Historically, they, they should have cleaned house, and um, they just didn't. But we'll talk more about that. Uh, give us a call. Shoot us an app chat message.